0: We'll Welcome to Level with Emily Reese. This is music by Logan Tucker, who goes by Iran in the Game Music Remix community. I first heard Logan's music because of the Remix Awards at BGM Con, which just happened in Minneapolis in mid-April, and I instantly fell in love with his style. Much to my astonishment, Logan's only been posting remixes for about a year. And he does so on Dwelling of Duels, which is the monthly BGM cover competition. So each month on Dwelling of Duels, people submit their covers and all the entries are voted on by the community. And the entries are done anonymously. So that's kind of a cool thing too. And then they're revealed if they win. So community votes, Uh, Dwelling of Duels has been around for 20 years, so there's a ton of music on their site. It's quite a treasure trove. If you've never checked it out, uh, I highly recommend it. Join us on Discord. That link is down in the show notes. Uh, There'll be a video of this conversation up on YouTube, and if you're able to support us financially on Patreon, that would be amazing. All right, here is Logan Biggeron-Tucker.
1: Hi, my name is Logan Tucker. Um, I use the artist name Biggeron, and I'm a video game cover artist based in Richmond, Virginia. Um, been playing keyboard for like uh, three decades, probably at this point. Um, probably getting serious about it in my teens and just having a lot of fun. Um, meeting friends online, making music with them, and and just uh, sharing, sharing a big part of um, something that's really magical for a lot of us.
0: Tell me how you decided to try doing video game covers or at least publishing them or so i i was surprised right before we hit record to learn that you've only been doing this for about a year i did not pay attention to any of the dates on your band camp which was maybe a reporting error on my part but but i just i was surprised to learn you've only been putting this stuff out there for about a year so can you tell us how that happened
1: yeah um You know, I I did some small things, probably like starting about 15 years ago, just for fun, Um, like little terrible covers that I would just plug my core workstation into the computer, uh, line in jack and just hope for the best. Um, Didn't use a didn't use a um, a dollar or anything, just like just went for it. And um, no, I, you know, I got busy, Um, you know, we had kids, um, got two kids that kept me very busy and i was doing a little music when i could but you know it just couldn't do much so uh i guess yeah 20 early 2022 um i was able to like build a computer um my 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 spouse bought me a midi controller it's right here and uh you know just kind of started collecting like there's a lot of good free software out there to just go nuts with and um you know invested a little and then uh you know, I I knew, I knew about Dwelling of Duels, the Dwelling of Duels song contest in the past. Um, it's a website that has monthly contests where they have a theme and people submit and then vote on it. Um, I had submitted back in 2016, just kind of a, a random track. And it didn't gain a lot of traction because, you know. Um, but, uh, you know, once I started getting back into this, I was like, well, I want to make music. I don't have time to do original stuff. Let me lean on something that's fun, something that people love and something that I can just really, you know, put my own spin on it and have fun with it without really, you know, devoting a ton, a ton of like my energy and my time. Because I just don't have much of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I started there and sure enough, uh, they announced that it was March of 2022. That the theme would be Nintendo sixty four month, and I'm a huge N sixty four fan. Like it's like the the crux of my nostalgia right there. I was you know um, between eight and twelve when the games were coming out, and that's like the the time the era. So um, you know I jumped into that, and then the thing about the song contest, especially if they're monthly, is it's addicting. So you finish one, you find out the theme for the next month, and you're you're already like yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that one too. And you just, it's a cycle. Yep. And so because of that, that's kind of where the, uh, the high rate of productivity comes from, the, you know, cranking, cause it's like a song amongst sure. And then after a year, and then you're not just doing your song, you're doing stuff on other people's songs too. Yeah. So yeah, after a year, you're going to, you're going to accumulate tracks while even thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that kind of sucked me in. And then very quickly, um, you know, even though I've only been recording video game covers for about a year, um, I have been playing in different circles for a very long time, and you know, I'm comfortable with improvising and just kind of coming up with stuff on the spot. So, um, so yeah, I uh, you know, once I got into it, it was really just figuring out the technical stuff, and I had some really good mentors and uh, within the community that helped me. Uh, just figure things out quickly i just you know we'll click around and mess around with stuff and yeah um and and yeah and and here i am like time just kind of flew by uh (laughs) and it's been it's been amazing like absolutely amazing
0: Recent thing that's up on your band camp, it was a one minute challenge, but you're like, Well, I finished it so fast, I just made a couple more. (laughs) So the addiction is real, huh?
1: Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, and uh, you know, and even though they were so short, I was like, I think when I made them, I was like, Maybe I'll expand these into larger tracks and put them out there, yeah, but then. Like I said, the monthly cycle comes around, you get tied into other stuff. And I was yeah. like, you know, I just wanna I haven't I've been kind of quiet. Let me just throw these out there. And you know, yeah. I, so I made a, I did have some artwork really quick and just you know, that's the thing about bandcamp and stuff is like when you want to release something, you can just do it. Like right. Nobody's gonna stop you. You don't have to wait, it's just there. And mm-hmm. and that was awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah. One of those one minute tracks was from Check's Quest and uh at last year's VGM Con in 2022, Andrew Bennon, the composer of that, was uh, I did a panel with him because he lives here because General Mills is headquartered here, yada yada yada, all the things. That's awesome, and yeah, and so I was like, "Checks Quest, yes, that's great. <laughs> that really is of an era. Is well, that was I guess early 90s, yeah, right?
1: Yeah, mm, like mid 90s. Yeah. Um, and I didn't have it, but my friend had it. Okay. I would go over to his house <laughs> and it was like the most, um, cause our computer was garbage like at that time, but yeah. he, his, his house, his dad built the gaming rig. Wow. You know, they had all of the stuff they had okay. like civilization and jazz, Jag Rabbit and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, uh, he showed me Chex quest and I just thought it was the coolest thing. I didn't know what doom was, <laughs> but I was really digging <laughs> on Chex quest. Um, I was like, I was like eight or nine. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I always told him I wanted to cover some of those songs really just for my friend. And just, that's what I love about this is to like, you know, some of the games that I shared with my friends growing up to cover those tracks and be like, Hey, guess what? I made this like cool (laughs) funk cover of this song and they're just like, what? You remember that? I'm like, yeah, I do. (laughs) So um, that was for him. And yeah, yeah, I, I had fun with that.
0: Talk to me a little bit about your style in general. Do you feel like you have one? I mean, I feel like there's a lot of kind of 80s influence in some of the tracks, synth wavy stuff, but but it really does kind of run the gamut So, in some ways. So talk, talk a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, for me, um, so, uh, you know, some of my earliest influences when I really started getting serious about playing the keyboard in my teens, um, Deep Purple, uh, Leonard okay. Skinner, Led Zeppelin, stuff like that. I was listening to guitar players and keyboard players and learning from them. Um, so there's a lot of 70s uh, '70s influence on in what I have, and maybe without knowing, like a blues. ZZ Top uh, was a big favorite of mine as well. Um, and then, um, I, you know, I really didn't like 80s music until, I don't know, like five or six years ago. Okay. And I started to really, because I think part of being a keyboard player for me was like, so the thing about the keyboard, you would always want to try and pretend to be something you're not. <laughs> um, I would have, I would try to get patches that sound like real bass, like real guitar, and mm-hmm. it's it's impossible. So finally, I think, I finally embraced like the organic synthesizer, like just that okay. cheese, that corniness, and I just fell mm-hmm. in love with it. Um, I think what kind of drew me in, because probably about five or six years ago, I really started to get into like synth pop and just really bubbly stuff, which is a total, I was like a metalhead and prog and all that stuff. And so I kind of <laughs> got... I don't know burnt out I wanted something funky and fun and 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 I don't know like something accessible but growing up you know the 90s music a lot Mm -hmm. of that stuff is a huge influence like even listening to what the uh like the Swedish composers behind all your Backstreet Boys and Britney Spears and and all of those guys that Mm -hmm. whole scene um of the late 90s just they were so so good at making catchy yes awesome stuff yeah, I don't know. It just ended up being this huge conglomeration of 70s, 80s, 90s music and just the, the tropes and the things that we like from that era that makes yeah. us feel warm and it makes me feel good. Like, um, you know, Synthwave, I-, I love some Synthwave, um, but a lot of Synthwave is just very straight beat, you know, and I mm-hmm. like to bring in a little more of the, I don't know, just the kind of grooviness, the funkiness to it as well. So yeah. it just ends up in this blend and everybody says it just kind of sounds... Retro, kind of old It's just this huge conglomeration of all the things I love And that, that you know, I know that other people enjoy as well um, yeah. And that's what I feel like is what makes music special is When it draws from a lot of influences And somehow makes something feel fresh And, you know, kind of stand out I didn't know if I had my own sound or not But after doing uh, Dwelling of Duels contest entries for about a year yeah. You know, when we do the listening parties um, For the songs, they're anonymous we don't know who makes the songs. Okay, um, but if they hear the song that I'm on, they they know it's me. I stand out <laughs> very quickly. Um, <laughs> so even if I don't think I have my own like sound yeah. and vibe, I do, and I may not, I may not even know it. Yeah. So,
0: so how did you learn about Dwelling of Duels? And ta- talk a little bit more specifically about that uh, that yeah contest.
1: No, oh, that's a great great time for that. Um, yeah. So I actually don't really know where that connection happened, but I think it was probably, like, in the, like, between somewhere between 2012 and 2015. I was going to MAGFest out here in D.C. You know, they already had a presence there because uh, Dwelling of Duels has been around since 2003. Oh, wow. And... Yes, they are about to celebrate 20 years of, of these contests, and all of the entries all the way back to the beginning are still available on the website. Nice. Um, yes. So, uh, I don't know. I think, I think I found out about a huge Chrono Trigger cover project that was happening in, I think, 2015 or 2016, and um, I was really into the game at the time. The soundtrack was blowing me away. And uh, this, this project spoke to me like it was just this huge, they wanted to do all the songs. And I found that they also did a Secret of Mana one. And I looked at that and listened to that and I found out, you know, at some point, the name Dwelling of Duels was tied into that. And, uh, so I ended up checking it out and I thought, this is cool. And I would just go back through the entries and find, you know, songs from games I liked. And, you know, some of them were, were okay, but some Mm -hmm. of them just blew my mind that people were creating these things for no reason other than just having fun. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. So I wanted to get in on that, you know, and, uh, and like I said, I, I entered a few years back and. You know, I, I couldn't keep up with it. I couldn't, I'd already, my kids were already born, so I really didn't have the time for the output, mm-hmm. um, and just fell out. And then, um, I don't know, I, I guess I kind of followed them on social media, just kind of checking in every so often, yeah, joined the Discord server. Nice. Um, got to chatting with some of the guys there who were, you know, very, very inclusive, very willing to help and offer advice and just chat. And, um, and then, yeah, like I said, March, it's time to go. So, um, <laughs> I feel like Dwelling of Duels is the ultimate fast track to learning, collaborating, um, learning, you know, not just music, but also music production, um, mm. how to really, I don't know, how to really sell a track, you know, because you're getting feedback every month on your track. You're getting mm. uh, ranked against other songs and you kind of learn what works and what doesn't. And that translates outside of the, you know, the contest, outside of the, the yep. DOD community. So um you link up very quickly with world class guitar players, bass players, drummers, uh saxophone players, horn players, vocalists. I mean, they're all just there. Yeah. They're all just doing this for fun. Some of them are professionals, but I mean, you know, everything we do in the contest is is just for you know, just as a hobby. Um so and if you're if you're a nice person, like people will want to work with you. <laughs> right. Not even just, exactly. Not even if you're that, like, you don't have to be a world-class musician. If you're yeah. a cool person and you all kind of get along, you want to work together. You yeah. want to collaborate. Yeah. Because you know, every every month at the beginning of the month, you know, the theme gets announced. And for the Patreon users, the theme gets announced a few days prior to the start. Okay. They get a little bit of a heads up. Okay. Um, so uh when that's announced, you instantly start just either going through your own banks, being like, you know, let's like say the theme is like, uh, for me, uh, a good example would be Maxis month was was last year. Okay. Um, for, Just for the Max, so it had to be from a Maxis game. So instantly you're like thinking back through the games you've played. You know, I played The Sims, I played SimCity, but I didn't remember any standout tracks. So I went digging and, you know... That's the fun to me, the hunt. It's like, mm-hmm. let me go find something obscure, something weird, yeah. something nobody's thought of and if and and if it's good, there's a lot of really good stuff just hiding. Yes. And um to me that's half the fun. You know, some guys they only want to cover stuff that they feel particularly nostalgic about and right. that's cool too. Right. Um but yeah, it's so fun. It's been the biggest boost to my motivation, my creativity, oh, um, everything yeah. and it's I mean, it's gotten me here where I am today, like, you know, chatting with, um, chatting with you, Mm -hmm. chatting with other, um, other cover artists and even having chances to like play at some of these, some of these festivals. Um, and just, uh, you know, being a part of the, um, the BGM con, uh, the Game remix awards, you know, just actually being nominated for that was like, like just seeing myself up there with these big, awesome musicians was Was crazy. And so none of that would have been possible without dwelling of duels. And I've made lifelong friendships already. Um, I've met them. I've, uh, you know, uh, one guy was traveling through with his his family. They were in town. He's like, meet up and have coffee, you know, and we hung out. Yeah. Um, It was so cool. It's been really special. And uh, as far as like. People could spend years trying to build up a community and a network like this. Yeah. It's a dwelling of duels. And, you know, people, um, if you're willing to, you know, play nice with others and, and just be uh, receptive to the feedback mm-hmm. and, you know, give as much as you get, it could be a really good thing.
0: That's amazing. You were talking about digging for something special. Is that how you found that random Sims track that wasn't released? Here, talk yes. about that because that's a really fun <laughs> cover called "The Right Stuff" from Sim City 64.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you did like a little bit of digging before that because I was going to say just that. Um, I it is hard. Everybody was kind of like, I don't, I don't want to say dragging their heels, but kind of belly aching about the Maxis month theme um, yeah. when it was announced, and and people we didn't get a lot of interviews that month. You know, people were kind of like, ah, oh, okay. you know, there's not much good. Yeah and i instantly just took to took to youtube and i actually had a few tracks um that caught my eye i think it was like uh sim safari has some good stuff and um sim city 2000 for i think the n64 port or like one port of sim city 2000 has some really good music whereas the one i played on pc i i didn't remember any of it um okay <laughs> but i've been i've really been intrigued by the the nintendo 64 disk drive that never got released over here and it's kind of just this like treasure trove of these japan only games with amazing songs mm-hmm. that uh yeah it's kind of been like my little my little my little secret you know pool pile going in being like yeah nobody's ever heard of this stuff <laughs> and um i found out about SimCity 64 like and, and apparently it was huge like it was crazy innovative you know it had like street level view of the game it had a copter mode built in it had all of this stuff it was a direct (laughs) sequel to SimCity for the super nintendo
0: okay um
1: and it had dr Wright in it which is where i got the name of the song from um it had a few good songs and um and i went to my friend uh my friend's david he's uh he's a guitar player he's got his um he does a project called extrinsic and he's somebody i pulled into dwelling of duels as well as our friend sabrina who plays keys somebody else i pulled in from um dwelling of duels. I met both of them on like a prog rock discord uh, a couple of years (laughs) ago. Okay. And I was just like, guys, I was like, guys, you gotta come check this out. We're having fun over here. And, um, I got them addicted. They're in every month now, but, um, yeah, that was me that got them in. So yeah, David plays guitar. Uh, Sabrina played the keyboard and we had, we had no plan going into that, that, that that month. And it just, we were all just throwing in ideas and, um, it was so fun. It ended up being really good. David, he was like, um, Hey, you'll never guess what. I did this slide guitar thing and he sent it to me. And uh, he said it was inspired by his grandfather. Oh, cool. And it was just, that's what I'm saying. It's so fun to just, yeah. we all draw from our own experiences and our own heart. It was so fun. I, I loved just, yes, pulling out really random, crazy stuff. It's yeah. kind of my, uh, is one of my trademarks in the community. And um, Oh, nice. Uh, I, you know, I take this mention, uh, there was another game, and this one wasn't on Bandcamp, so you wouldn't have heard it. Well, not okay. for me. It's actually on um, on Joe Newman, because he was the sax player I did this oh, with. Okay. But okay. It was a cover of a game called Dry Mouth. Dry <laughs> Mouth was a Game Boy game composed by uh, Vert, Jake Kaufman. Um, oh yeah, before he was you know, before he was huge and and like he um, the game never got released. he didn't get paid for it, uh, oh. but the songs were so good and I found it and I even had to ask permission because the game was released as a ROM on their website when they didn't get it released, uh like uh commercially wow. so I asked the uh I asked the the dwelling of duels uh like the head honcho Katajun I asked him, um, hey, do you think this would count? And he was like, yeah that's some good stuff and um <laughs> so we and we uh so i brought this track and we made this super funky thing and um just me and the sax player and it was like this disco kind of like disco like 90s house sounded thing <laughs> The game boy theme okay and so that that to date, to date that's probably like the most obscure thing i've pulled out just because it's a game that was never released right yeah and, that's um, pretty
0: obscure <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we uh so yeah that's part of why i love the contest so much it gets me exposed to new stuff yeah it helps me expose people to new soundtracks they've never even thought to think about mm-hmm. and yeah so yeah it's a lot of fun
0: We, you did end up doing Chrono Kong, uh, Chrono Kong mashup. Was that for the Chrono Trigger month, or was that? Am I getting my years mixed up now? When did you do Chrono Kong?
1: So Chrono Kong, it was actually it was last yeah it was last year. It was for the theme was uh, Yasunori Mitsuda, uh, the oh, Okay,
0: okay, yeah. And
1: he composed both Mario Party and Chrono Cross. The first Mario Party, only the first one. Okay, and uh, which is you know i had no idea that he did that um you know we were all like you know when the theme was announced we were all just kind of spreading out and just like landing on all these mitsuda soundtracks you know everybody you know everybody knows chrono trigger chrono cross um you know the things that he did for various other titles but you know i again i like to just kind of dig um so i realized that the uh the song "DK's Jungle Adventure" from Mario Party and the song uh, I think it's called "Dancing the Token" from Chrono Cross sounded very similar. They have this Mitsuda's got this like shuffle that he does, like this kind of mm-hmm. just like almost like almost like New Jack Swing kind of like this triplet beat that he does. Yeah. And so I I was just like I can make these songs work together. And again I called him I called on Joe Newman, mm-hmm. sax player. I was like, hey man, you want to come in on this? He came in on with sax. He came on in with um, Melodica. And we just made this crazy funky thing. fun because you only have a month to do it. You have 30 days from, you know, the theme announcement to submission to really right. crank yeah. these out. So a lot of times they start as something and they end up as something different and, or you're just kind of composing along the way. Like you sure. just kind of, yeah. So uh, that, that ended up being really cool. Um, I yeah. couldn't believe how well those tracks work together. And uh, it was, it we, we did well, we did well that month. There was some really, you know, in the rankings. Um there were some really amazing tracks from like Chrono Cross, really beautiful songs that some people Mm -hmm. did an amazing job with. Um, But uh, it's still one of my favorites to this day because it's, you know, it was a Mitsuda month. So a lot of people brought this symphonic, this this, this beauty to it. And then right there is this weird, I don't know, this weird, like funky jungle sounding. And and here's, okay. Best part. Uh, Joe came up with this. There's some monkey sounds that play at the end. Oh, really? Uh, that's Joe on the saxophone. That's Joe on the saxophone making okay. monkey sounds. Uh, <laughs> and we had to tell people that because they just thought I sampled monkeys. No, nope, sax- <laughs> all sax. You
0: physically sampled monkeys.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so no, I was. I still go back to that one when I just want to feel good. It just puts me in a good mood. Yeah. Like yeah, it was it was cool.
0: Obsidian Mile from Blast Court. this one i I have to tell this story because I was um I was going to take a walk. I live um, well, I live in Minneapolis. there's I was going to say I live by a lake, but so does everyone in Minneapolis. <laughs> They're everywhere. <laughs> um, and I was just gonna go have a little walk around the lake. and I had my I was listening to your music. And then, as I walk, everyone who listens to this show knows this. i take I just take screenshots as I'm like, you know, if something catches my ear or something, I'll just screenshot it so I can look at it later. Mm-hmm. And so I I was like walking out the door and I was about halfway through the track in your keyboard solo. And this blazing fast A-team theme goes by. And I'm like, what, it, was that, did I just, was that the A-team? Like, and I, the door was like open and I like, I was like, I have to figure this out right now. (laughs) So I like close the door, put everything, whatever. I'm like, get my reading glasses on and like look and scroll back. And I'm like, oh my God, that's the A team in there. That's so funny. Screenshot. So uh, talk to me about about that. (laughs) I just got a huge kick out of that.
1: Yes, I would love to, um, because you're the you're only the second person that I know of to notice that. Um, so I was doing the track and like uh, so what they, another trademark of mine <clears throat> is that I like to throw in quotes uh, that are that are kind of subtle, but not not always. And mm-hmm. they're just kind of like they're, they're just kind of like uh, like I see what you did there quotes like, you know, um, like Dexter Gordon and- <laughs> Something like
0: that. that stuff all the time. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's fun. Yeah, Um, they're like little, like almost like little tongue in cheek things. Um, Sure. But yeah. So for that one in the in the game Blast Core, which is a game that I used to, I didn't own it as a kid, but my friends did. Okay. And I would go over there. this was before I had a Nintendo sixty four, and they had that Mario Kart sixty four, and I would just play this weird game because you know everything Rare made for the Nintendo sixty four was weird. (laughs) Like that. That was a thing. They were. It was the whole thing. Yeah, I just fell in love with like the, the everything about it, just the music, the the visuals, and just the yeah. the crazy bombastic, uh, you know, for lack of a better expression, uh, vibe from the game. So uh, I found out later. I don't think I knew this playing the game back then, but you can actually unlock Ba Barakas' GMC van in the game from the A team. Amazing. Um, Along with, I think, the General Lee from Dukes of Hazzard, Starsky and Hutch's Torino nice. is in the game. Okay. You know, they just threw in all of this Some crazy classics. nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. It, it's something that stuck with me. And the A-Team theme is one of the songs I learned when I was probably like 13 or 14 because I used to just love to play TV and movie themes. I would just pick me up stuff.
0: too. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, that one and like, I don't know, uh, The Magnificent Seven, the yeah. Western theme. I loved playing yeah. that one. Um, yeah. So anyway, when I was doing the solo, I was, you know, I, I improvise everything. I don't write solos. I yeah. just go, I just go for it. Um, mm-hmm. I think, you know, that's, and that's kind of, so for me, um, that, that's one of my strengths is that I can improvise. It's something yes. I'm pretty comfortable with. Um, and I'm, it's kind of inverted from most keyboard players that can read music. I can't read music. I'm, I'm really bad. It's really difficult for oh, me to learn songs okay. sometimes okay. because I have to learn it either by ear or just seeing the notes played out in a, like a play, piano roll. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I think, I think you had, uh, I think Lacey Johnson was on the, the Keysar queen probably about a year yeah, ago. Yeah. And I listened yeah, to that and, you know, she started talking about like, as a keyboard player, like she could play anything,
0: yeah
1: but kind of just off the, off the cuff, it was a little, little tricky. And I'm the complete opposite. Like I struggle to learn things and memorize things, but mm. off the cuff, you know, just, yeah, just go for it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So I was making that solo. I was like, I'm just going to, Throw in the 18th theme here because it, somehow it works, and and like I said, you you are the second person to make That's an oven to me. <laughs> that that you caught it. So that I, I really appreciate that. That made me feel good.
0: <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad. And I it honestly hearing it made me wonder what else I was missing in in some of your other tracks. And so now you've like presented me a challenge. I want to like listen, Ooh. I don't want you to tell me, but I'm <laughs> I might not know them either, you know, like might not be so <laughs> ingrained in my brain like that theme is. But um because that's part of it too. It's like someone has to know the theme to even pick it up, obviously. So mm-hmm. uh but now I'm I'm super curious he because uh, yeah yeah that's that's great we used to joke about that in in college because um one of my best friends in college was a tenor is a tenor player and uh mm-hmm. uh he would always toss in quotes like that because he loved dexter gordon so we always, always uh. listen to so much dexter gordon and just hear all the and and sometimes it you're like Oh God! There he goes again. But you know, most of the time it's like, <laughs> yes, way to fit that in there, buddy. But yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah.
1: must be a sax player thing because that this is also a joe newman thing um yeah and he i i, I get with him a lot because we yeah. gel together as musicians so much and we have to have fun and mm-hmm. that dude cannot stop himself from putting in like almost every little quote he puts in is from something like yeah. uh we did a song we did a song and uh he threw in the um there's a there's a tv show called bluey that my kids love oh yeah that i love
0: i'm aware uh, of it's,
1: it's probably the greatest children's show of all time it's a um, good one <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. So, yeah, Joe will just randomly drop the uh, the bluey theme motif, like just <laughs> somewhere in a track, and ju- just kind of ju- sometimes just to get my attention. And Ooh. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to Dwelling of Duels just a little bit. Yeah, they do have it. yeah. There's a uh, there's actually a phrase a quote that they use there. I'm not gonna say the name of it because it's kind of it's kind of gross. But um, <laughs> uh, if you do a little digging, you might find out. But it's this it's just one. A uh, five-note sequence that a lot of people throw in as an inside joke, okay. and um, yeah, so we're all kind of—it's kind of a—it's kind of a thing uh, that uh, we all do to some point. It might yeah. be something we bring in, and it might yeah. be that, but uh, we like to just throw those little like, uh, you no, know, hey, did you catch that? You know, like kind of yeah. like like you're looking at your friend, kind of nudging them, like, huh, huh? You know, so it's yeah. fun.
0: Yeah. So if you've been playing keyboards for you know. Give or take thirty years, I just assumed that meant that you know when you were young, you started piano lessons, but is that not the case? Did you not have formal instruction and you just learned on your own as many fine musicians do
1: i um I just learned on my own. I remember mm-hmm. wow. I was probably like i was somewhere between four and six when um My parents bought me a used Casio Tone. I remember it. I can't even tell you what model it was at this point, but it was this uh, maybe 49 key black and red model. And it came in like a little bag and stuff. And um, gosh, it just, it had like, you know, the rhythms built in and all the beats and and different tones and stuff. And I mean, and yeah, I was, you know, so I was in and out of being homeschooled as a kid. Okay. Um, So I had time to just mess around. And mm-hmm. I think that was a part of it. Like I had the, you know, the keyboard and just a lot of time to just pick up and play songs. I had a songbook that was, if it, because I didn't know music, it had a songbook that was, um, it taught the songs by, I think, Color or something like that. It, or or just, or just then maybe the names, of the notes, uh, mm-hmm. like ABC. Yeah. Um, and I would pick up stuff like, you know, just little songs. And uh, then I think for my birthday. When I was like 10 or 11, I got a, a nicer keyboard, like, you know, just one of those little uh, learning ones um, that you yeah. find at Walmart or something. And that's when I really started to take off with it. I would yeah. I was learning songs. I was like listening to uh, just an example, like Linkin Park at the time, copying some Linkin Park songs on the keyboard okay. or yeah. uh, or or the TV themes like I talked about. And yeah. then um, I got in with like, uh, like a youth group band at one point and started playing with them. And then uh, just jamming with friends. We'd meet up like in my late teens, early 20s, and just start playing like metal, like symphonic metal stuff, because, you know,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um, or like pretend to play jazz as best we could. Uh, It was probably terrible. Um, And then uh, I did like one band thing and probably, you know, like 2014 or so. And it was cool. But, uh, you know, having kids kind of kept me at home Mm -hmm. um, and I had to step down from that. But I would always find time to try and do it when I could. Um, but honestly, over the a lot of the last decade, I was pretty dormant. I, I didn't have much yeah. I, I couldn't I had nothing to invest in it, you know, time, money, otherwise, or right. energy. Cause, yeah, because kids. Kids, <laughs> right? Yeah. And um yeah. So the kids are older now and mm-hmm. you know, they're and it helps because I, I have time. They sleep at night. I can, yeah. you know, get do stuff. Yeah. They can like get a <laughs> snack but, themselves and whatnot, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But they're also they're also super hype about the music too, oh, and I cool. can't tell you how motivating that is. Like to be doing yeah. something, to be doing a type of music that they really enjoy. They give me active feedback. They're like, uh, like okay, for instance, the the Toads Turnpike Mario Kart '64 cover that um, was actually nominated for the the game remix thing. Yeah, they don't like that song. They they're <laughs> like, that's your worst song. We don't like it. We don't like to listen to it. <laughs> I thought um, it was great. <laughs> Yeah, meanwhile they're like, you know, I ask them, you know, what's your favorite? They're like, "Oh, we like the uh we like the um, uh the Mischief Maker song. We like the uh you know, I just did a um I just did a song with my friends uh this past month for RyStar, the Genesis game. Yeah. Um and it ended up being like a samba thing. Joe kind of ran that but I did the synth on it
0: mm-hmm. and
1: uh so I was a part of that and the kids are like yeah we love this this is great yeah so I like that feed that means more to me than feedback from most people getting For results sure. from and from yeah. my spouse um you know if the music's good it's going to speak to non-musicians yep you have to take their opinion uh at heart because it's yes. the most it's kind of, sometimes it's the most valuable thing um but yeah so it's just been and like I said, over the last couple of years, uh, you know, I got a, I was able to upgrade my computer, get mm-hmm. the controller, mm-hmm. and just fell into it. And yeah. it was like a for my for my mental health and for my well being, it's been huge. Like I feel like I'm finally. It's almost like it's never too late. Like I feel like here I am doing yeah. stuff I would have loved to have done a decade ago or more. But it, I've been able to catch up very quickly, and yeah. it's been it's been super cool. Like it's yeah. it's my passion. It's something I love doing. You know, I don't do this professionally. Um, I've I've gotten paid for a few different things uh, over the years, but you know, I like keeping this as a hobby. I like having my day job, my boring desk day job, uh, (laughs) and then you know, then I can save my creative energy for what I want to do, what makes me feel good. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And so, yeah, that's basically been it. And and I say, Mm -hmm. you know, like I'm 35 now, so when it's weird to say. 30 years. Like talking to you today is the first time I've used that.
0: Cause oh, in my really? mind it's like, yeah, been, <laughs> yeah. In my yeah. mind it's
1: like, yeah, I've been playing for 20 years. And then uh, when yeah. you asked me that, I, you know, I cataloged that. It's like, Oh no, it's, it's pushing about 30 now. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I really get serious about it until my teens, but mm-hmm. you know, it was always kind of just messing around, but no, no training. Yeah. Um. Just I, uh, yeah. I would have liked that. I would have loved to have learned uh, how to read music. And I still want to. It's something I haven't given up and on. Yeah. But as far as you know writing, I'm fine to just do it, you know, as a MIDI or as you know the way I've always done it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Because it works for me. It just yeah. Yeah. it would be nice to learn uh you know the the language of music, to learn more of that now that I'm working with collaborators, look working mm-hmm. with people that are classically trained, it it helps right. you it helps you get to the point a lot quicker when you can yeah. just say <laughs> turn like uh, I learned one this past this past week called um, I think it's Montuno which is like a repeating piano pattern. Um, yeah, I didn't know what that was by name, but I knew what that was by music. And oh, sure, so, you know, yep. yep. You know, I the would Cuban I would thing? just say oh yeah, yeah yeah. yeah. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: um so yeah, and I just <laughs> I've just learned I just picked up stuff along the way, and that and to me that's what that's part of my strength is that I don't play by the rules, I don't know the rules, so I just kind of do whatever works and that's when i'm pulling from like when i'm doing like yeah. this 90s house piano thing over a like, 80s mm-hmm, rhythm mm-hmm. and like you know just whatever i want to just throw into the pot and somehow sometimes it works and sometimes it's like i'm not going to do that i'm going to scrap it and do yeah. something else but yeah but yeah
0: So what is your boring desk day job if you don't mind? Uh, what what do you do?
1: Anti-money laundering for a, uh you know a large financial company. Okay. Uh really just kind of doing reports and just, you know, nothing nothing exciting. Yeah. You know, it helps keep me it helps keep me in line and what's going on with the world of uh, credit card fraud, but yeah, It doesn't uh, sound
0: boring it, to me at all. It sounds fascinating.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, yeah, it's um It's basically it's it's mainly just keeping our company in check and and compliance. But the good news is it lends itself to a lot of like just busy work and that's headphone time, that's music time, that's Mm -hmm. soundtrack research time that I get to do. And 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 you gotta have some music playing. Even even we've been remote for three years, over three years. Even when I was in the office, they let us, you know, just throw our headphones on at work. And that's when I would discover stuff like um, sure. You know, a lot of the songs I've been covering over the last year are stuff that I've been wanting to do for years. Probably because I found out about them hearing it at work.
0: Yeah. So, know <laughs> that's great. That's great. <laughs> um, so you found I take it most of your collaborators through uh, Dwelling of Duels, or how did how did that happen? Like, how did you meet Joe Newman? Because we're going to have Joe on. I I, I have an interview scheduled with him. I'm not sure exactly when, but yeah. soon. Um, yeah. And he was already kind of on my radar, and so when you're like, "You should interview Joe," I'm like, "Oh, well, yep. yeah that that sounds <laughs> that sounds great." And so, um, so thank you for facilitating that connection, first of all. But um, you know, like, yeah, t- talk a little bit about uh, how you've met some of these folks.
1: Yeah, so mainly dwelling of tools. Um, like I said, the um, the folks that work with me on the right stuff were from a different Discord server that I that I knew beforehand. Yeah, um, it was like the images and words um, our, like our slash prog metal discord, um, where, you know, that was a huge motivator to get back into just music as a whole. And I did meet musicians there, but a lot of them were, um, a lot of them were not super active at the time. They were like me, you know, kind of, yeah, we play music, but you know, where yeah. life is happening. Um, so it wasn't until I got into dwelling of duels where I was really meeting up with active recording musicians and, yeah. you know, um, and like Joe, like, um, so I hit it off with Joe because uh, you know, we are both parents. Um, we both got two daughters, actually. Mm. We live on opposite sides of the country, but we have the same um we have the same energy and appreciation for this stuff, and it means the same to us. And we're, you know, we have songs that we're nostalgic about that we want to do, but we also can appreciate music from games we've never heard, never played, never mm. want to play. <laughs> we 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 just pick stuff out. Yeah. And uh th- then we'll message each other like, uh, you know. We don't ever really plan to do a song together or something. And then it's just like, you know, the beginning of the month, hey, you found somebody yet? Hey, you got a song yet? Look what I got. I got this. And we'll say, I'll throw them like um, you know, throw something out there. And so we don't mean to collaborate so much, but we it ends yeah. up happening because we work together so well. Hey. And some others are somebody that i would consider you know somebody that i I could be friends with for the rest of my life and it's just somebody i met through this community um we get along with you know when we met at magfest you know there's probably like 12 to 15 people from dwelling of duels or kind of the adjacent community Mm -hmm. there and i got to meet people for the first time um and just you know i roomed with three of the guys uh two of which are people i knew from the community and, and that made us, like, super close. Like, I mean, um, you know, just just having those heart-to-heart stuff, it's it's a beautiful thing. I, I love people. I love being with people and just connecting with people very deeply. I mm-hmm. I can't have um, super just nonchalant relationships with these people that I really click with because I just want to connect. And that's something I get mm-hmm. from my mom. My mom's extremely, <laughs> uh, extremely... Uh, personable. And and speaking of my mom, that's another huge motivator is my mom and my, just my, my mom and my stepdad and even my wife's parents have really been invested in my music. Um, that's awesome. And that's rare. Apparently that's rare for a lot of the video game cover artists and musicians because they just, the parents don't get it. Yeah. But, um, because I make stuff that, you know, I don't, has kind of an accessible sound to it. You Mm -hmm. know, they may not know the source, they may not care, but they know that it's fun to listen to and they like it. Um, awesome. So anytime I got a song coming out, you know, I'll, I just I'll message it to my mom. I'll send her a link, and you know, when I get that text back that says, you know, you know, awesome song, honey, I love it. <laughs> you know, that that means so much to me. I can't even. Yeah. It's like I said with between you know between my family, my immediate family, and also my extended mm-hmm. family. Just that feedback that I get from my siblings, from my parents. Yeah. It's so cool. Even as a you know like a like I'm a parent myself. I'm I'm getting up there and. <laughs> I uh I still I still like it means a lot to me to mm-hmm. have that uh that that validation. So
0: yeah.
1: Um but yeah, Dwelling of Duels, um that's where I've made these friends okay. and uh yeah. we work together, we chat together, we go through hard times together. Mm-hmm. Uh even even in the uh in the server, uh a couple of us really petitioned to have like uh, a channel for parents to chat oh, about our kids. Yeah, yeah. And we share stories because we gotta vent. We gotta vent. We gotta mm-hmm. lean on one another when we can. And um, yeah, so yeah. I really, really appreciate both the musical and personal connections I've made through this community. Mm-hmm. And um, and Dwelling Tools has also helped me branch out to maybe some non non DOD musicians, and you know just those connections as well. It's been it's been awesome. I've really really enjoyed it.
0: live in Virginia did you grow up in Virginia tell me tell me where where ish you are and uh, what you love about it
1: yeah I' um, always been here um okay. I I'm in the Richmond area the Richmond Metro mm-hmm. um I grew up about an hour south yes. in uh, uh in Dinwiddie County basically on a farm of okay. uh, you know kind of way out way disconnected from everything yeah and um no I love Virginia. Um, apparently, Richmond has a really good music scene. I haven't. I've tried to connect with it. I'm, with, I'm in with a local collective, mm-hmm. and we they have like weekly jam nights, and it's really really cool. Yeah. But these guys are so good <laughs> and uh, so next level, and they're you know and they're playing like you know I, I'll go to like the funk night, the soul and funk night, and mm-hmm. I and I feel like I'm like getting a grasp on like kind of funk music. But then I get with these guys. and I'm just not like I can't. I cannot measure up. I do not have the confidence to do it. Um, but I'm trying to. I did post in our uh, in the community for that. And mm-hmm. I was like, Hey, would anybody like to do like maybe some kind of video game jam? Because um, you know, there's stuff for that out in the West Coast, like the Bay Area. Oh, yeah. oh, you know, yeah. there's there's a lot of a lot of happening, mm-hmm. and I just I would love to connect with people here, and I think they're there, but. Just trying to find that connection is tough. Yeah. Um. So I I'm trying. Uh. But honestly, I think between you know COVID, really getting people into remote recording mm-hmm. and bedroom production, um, and just you know learning how to branch out and communicate and connect through the internet.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. You know, honestly, I don't feel like I missed much. I, you know, uh, the song that we just did for the contest, uh, the Rice Star song we had people on there from i think you know four different states or some three or four different states and uh you know different time zones and then the right stuff the song we were talking about earlier
0: yeah the sims uh, one mm-hmm.
1: yeah that one was uh the guitarist lives in toronto and the keyboardist lives in brazil so you know we've got wow it's i love it i just yeah. love having these connections mhm
0: mhm Well, Logan, what more do you want to say about uh, your music? I've just thoroughly enjoyed listening to it. It's been such a pleasure to get to know you uh, here on this chat, but also just through your music. What more do you want to bring up before we go?
1: Yeah, I I can say that it's been a remarkable experience for me. you know, getting to chat with you today about these things, about these things that mean a lot to me. Uh, I never thought I'd get to this point. Like I, you know, I talk about this to everybody around me and they'll ask, Hey, yeah. you know, Hey, what's you working on? You know, uh, and that's fun too. But to talk to somebody like you who really gets it, who's spoken to so many amazing composers and listened to so much of the material, mm-hmm. um, it means a lot to me. Um, I, you know, I enjoyed this. Um, yeah, I, I'm trying to get some you know, non-contest music out this year. I would really love to do an album. Yeah. I'd really love to do, even if it was just an EP, like me and some others have talked about it. We had mm-hmm. a uh, a Knuckles Chaotic song that actually, um, you know, placed first in the DoD contest for March. Um, really cool, like beachy track. I had fun putting all this 90s, like early 90s. Mm-hmm. It sounds like 1993 at the beach. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's like it. a spring break song. Yes. Um, and so I'd love to just, I don't know. I haven't released it yet. So I want to try and like find a way to, uh, maybe, maybe let that branch out into something new. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, um, for anybody listening, I would say, you know, if you're looking to really dig into the video game cover community and learn a lot along the way and maybe make some friends, mm-hmm. uh, Dwelling of Duels is really fun. It's inclusive. We're never too big, never too big. Um, even, even as the listening parties grow to about, uh, three hours long or so as they have the last few months (laughs) it's it can be a bit of a um (laughs) a bit of a uh endurance fest but uh you know it's it's great it's awesome and um for those of us like me who you know i've got the day job i've got the kids i'm busy i don't have a lot of time to write music to compose Mm -hmm. my own original stuff Mm -hmm. um i feel like i can just take what means a lot to me and just kind of run with it and you know i don't have to and I know that people are going to appreciate it, not just because of the music itself and because of what they can pull out of what I'm doing, but also because of what the composer did or what or what it connects to as a part of, a, of their childhood playing these games. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, as the world gets really compli- complicated, we get older and uh, existentialism kicks in, you know, sometimes we look back at those times and those games as really relaxing things to kind of get us through the hard times. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's where I pull a lot of my, my music from, you know, is, uh, you know, I could make something that's really technical or really big or really, you know, something like that or complex, but honestly, I'd rather just something just make something that takes people back to a simpler time. Cause that's what it does for me. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that's where I'm at. That's why, you know, stuff's going to sound, you know, everything, Everything I make is probably going to sound a little dancy because I can't help it. I want to move to it. I want my kids to move to it. I want my friends' kids. My friends will send me videos of their kids, like their toddlers dancing to my songs. And I mean, there's there's no higher compliment than somebody else's, you know, kids enjoying your music. Yeah, um, yeah. And so, yeah, it's it's a cool scene. I've I've gotten to meet so many awesome people like yourself and and just have these conversations. Um, so yeah, um, I I'm glad to be a part of it. I'm hoping to do a lot more this year and next yeah, year. And uh, yeah, I hope you do too. I'm just glad, yeah. I'm just glad to be along for the ride.
0: Yeah, if you do the album, let me know. I mean, keep me posted always. I'll make sure I'm on your mailing list on Bandcamp. But, uh, but yeah, if you do an album, that'd be awesome too. I would love that. It'd be great. Well, thank cool. you, Logan. Yeah. I appreciate your time today. It was really great chatting with you.
1: Thank you, Emily. This was awesome.
0: Thank you for listening to Level with Emily. You can learn more about Logan Tucker, see a playlist and support Level with Emily at patreon.com level. Check out the video of my chat with Logan on the Level with Emily YouTube channel and please subscribe and get notifications so you don't miss any of our new videos. I'm Emily Reese. Sam Keenan is our producer. Say hi, Sam. Hi. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Level with Emily and learn more about us at levelwithemily.com, made possible by Adam Selvage at Tiki Web Services. Composer Brad Gentle manages our YouTube channel. Level with Emily Reese is a production of June Media, Inc. Here at Level with Emily, we're part of the Audio Podcast Alliance. It features a hand-picked selection of the very best podcasts about sound. You can hear the latest episodes from our friends in the community at audiopodcast.org.